This is the 19th season of Bass Talk Live. BTL is presented by Bass Cat Boats, Striking Lures, Aftco, Pro Guide Batteries, X Zone Lures, Shoreline Boat and RV Repair, Spro, Gamakatsu, Big Bite Baits, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, Beatdown Outdoors, and Sunline. BTL, coming at you. Good morning, and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live, where we're going to talk about bass fishing. We've got a good one today. We've got a guy who likes to talk about bass fishing. In fact, he talks about bass fishing for a living. Uh, the Dean, Pete Glusek from the Bass University. He's called other things too, but we'll go with the Dean for the uh, for the BTL version of the show. Uh, had an interesting weekend. Was down in uh, Fort Worth and got a call from uh, Chris Zaldane. He's like, hey, you're not uh, by chance down in Texas this weekend, are you? And I actually got to jump in a little bit of a team tournament with them down there. They have a big deal. Uh, if you remember, we talked about it with Mike McClellan on the show, and we had Mark Jeffries on, and we did did the fishing ships, I think, from like 2007, I want to say, to 2011, uh, combination poker fishing. Well, anyway, after that stopped, uh, uh, Fun and Son down in Texas kind of picked it up. And they added some tweaks to it and do some really cool stuff. And it was literally like a last minute deal. Like I was in like designer jeans and a vest fishing uh, with Chris Day, But we had a poker uh, element to it. And then we fished a uh, power plant lake. And uh, I think Chris is going to uh, come out with a video on that. So I won't give that away on how that went. But uh, it was fun to get in the boat with him. Uh, he definitely does very Chris Saldane things. Uh, swim baits, big baits, threw a spoon that was about 15 inches long on a heavy rod, like stuff that I don't even have in the boat. Uh, and of course I drop shot it all day. So it was interesting. Uh, so, so stay tuned to that. Uh, the biggest, I guess the biggest thing that I got, uh, out of it was, uh, Rackley, Justin Rackley, who's Lake Fort guy. For those of you who follow, uh, the social media, the YouTube channels, uh, Lake Fort guy. And then, uh, John B who has a really good interview, uh, on Zaldane's channel. Uh, they were there and we had a bet with, uh, with them on who would win. So, uh, I don't know if that's legal or not, but I may or may not have some, some signed simoleons, some signed cash from those two, which, uh, which is on the, which is on the board of signed dollar bills along with, uh, eh, I got a couple of prize ones, Justin Lucas, mainly. I absolutely obliterated him when we went out fishing. I always like to remind Justin of that. Anyway, let's bring in today's guest, the one and only Pete Glusick and Pete, I typically don't let guys on the show who wear orange, uh, <laughs> being a Sooner fan, but I make an exception for the Bass University. I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's our color. We're well received when we go to Knoxville wearing this orange. Yeah. Or, I mean, that would also fit right in with the University of Illinois. That's right. That's Formerly right. the Fighting Illini, now now just the University of Illinois, but it is that orange and blue. And then uh, I was I was heartbroken that a couple different oranges got into the Big Twelve Championship this past weekend with Texas with the burn orange, and then whatever kind of orange you want to call Oklahoma State, uh, I call it Halloween orange. But uh, yeah. yeah, lots of lots of orange going on. Are you a football fan, Pete? Because I'm I, I'm I made a, up with it this weekend. 
I, I watched the I'm an Eagles fan, which we Oh no, I apologize. Yeah, I honestly think it's a good thing. I mean, you, you gotta get kicked in the mouth. Yeah. Uh, if you're a true competitor, in order to get better, you you gotta you gotta lose and you gotta find your weak spots. And the 49ers sure exposed that and they walked they walked strong. It was uh it was an impressive win for those guys. Uh but I don't follow the college, but I keep I I keep an eye on it like Man, I hope they get if this uh, college, uh, um, I don't know, playoffs. I think they're going to twelve next year, Pete. I I think I like that because I'm I'm so sick of listening guys debate on, on who should be in, who should be out, what they think. Uh, you know, it, it shouldn't be about what you think. You know what I mean? You qualify to get in or you don't. You know, to be so subjective like that, it makes me nuts listening to that stuff. You know, could you imagine if on the uh, if on the elite series, like the top thirty got into the classic, but then thirty through forty was debated by a panel of fishing experts based on <laughs> how they're fishing, how their execution was, what how they thought they did, who would have the best shot, and 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 then they got to determine who the last ten classic spots were. That would be wild. That it would be great podcasting, but uh, but but I, I I don't I don't think it's got a place. But that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's like oh man, well he he's really good at drop shotting. This is going to be a drop shot tournament. We should let him in. You know? Yeah, and then you know they talk about like like trending, like oh they're playing really well. It would be like try to get a guy in. He's like yeah, you know he started the year with four zeros. But man, those last threes really come on strong with top tens. He's really fishing well right now. Let's toss him in there, not even if the first four didn't count. No, no deal, man. You qualify, you're in, uh, or you don't. You miss, you know, you zeroed in the first tournament, you're out. I love. I, I that's that's the way it should be. I agree. Uh, you live in the part of the country where it's you're like in the depressing time of the year weather wise, aren't you? Cause we're going through that right now in Oklahoma, like with kind of the cold and then the rainy and then the dreary, you guys have to be uh, mentally strong out there on the East coast. Hey, you gotta be tough out here, man. It's like, uh, like my son is like, he's 14. He got it. He's really hard into fishing this summer for really the first time. It's been awesome, Matt, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. We fished a couple derbies together and he's, uh, he won his first youth tournament this year. Um, but the cold chased them off the water, you know? I mean, not everybody likes to go out and fish in 40-degree rain like we do, you know? But you, met, you mentioned the team tournament. I, like I said, I just fished with Chris for the first – this was the first time I fished with uh, Chris in a team tournament kind of format, and I thought it was real interesting. He was like – had an interesting game plan. Like I, I, I got the limit fish that drop shot but then you know even though i was getting bit on it he stuck with other stuff like the big like dude he was throwing like the big spoon like the big big spoon like <laughs> that he throws on the elite series like and was doing it in some crazy places like he was chucking that thing in like six foot eight foot he was live scope i mean he was bomb casting he was doing all sorts of stuff with it uh I mean, do you you do the Bass University and the classes of that and you also team tournament fish in your opinion what makes a good team tournament partner or a good team in a team tournament setting because i think a majority of tournament bass fishermen team fish i you're right man we love it we we uh we like talking to to the team guys so many team guys come to our events and it, it's uh 
Yeah, what you guys did is awesome. You got to love Zaldane, man. He just locks mm-hmm. those giant baits into his hand. And uh, and that's – I think that's the best strategy for team tournament tournament fishing so many times uh you know like i'll be fishing a team tournament and the guy that i'm fishing with like he'll see me catch two on a you know crankbait and immediately wants to switch over um to to join in where you know i think that the guys that complement each other are the guys that that really can do like chris did one guy focus on finesse the other guy focuses on power and you know you get yourself into the winner circle more that way i i think it's a real talent man you know what you see often dude you see this all the time you'll be like oh my god you know like uh chris zaldane is is pairing up with uh you know john cruz you know and yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be a team tournament and they're, everybody will be like oh they're gonna kill it you know two two giant elite guys and what winds up happening happening is you got two alphas in the boat Nobody can make a good decision. Everybody's questioning each other and they wind up, uh, you know, like cannibalizing each other's, you know, strategy and fish. And uh, it, it seems like if you've got one guy that is, is most often the decision maker running the show. Yeah. One guy running the show and one guy filling gaps, you know, just taking advantage of missed habitat you know, throwing a, a finesse bait when the other guy's power fishing and vice mm-hmm. versa, like with Chris. And uh, those guys are, are the guys that are, are most dangerous in the team circuit, you know? You know, the other thing I feel bad for, I don't feel bad, but it's an interesting dynamic is, you know, everyone wanted that, that we passed. And it was a great group of guys. Like I said, I was there kind of last, last minute addition, right? I wasn't even planning on doing this going into the weekend, but everyone wanted to know after what Chris had, how'd Chris do? How'd you guys do? What'd you have weight wise compared themselves? And it's, you know, up against the big time elite. And I'm sure it's like this across the country, regardless of where you fish, dude, that was like the third day that Chris had ever spent on that lake in his entire life. And there were 120 boats on it, but just the target on the back there, uh, you know, fishing against like, we were probably at a massive disadvantage having it just been his third day versus guys who have fished that lake for years and years and years and have the sweet spot. He, he basically had like one area that he caught a few in the last time he was there and the rest, it was put the pattern together on the fly. No concept of kind of where we were headed. And that's bold. You know, like when you're a guy like that, you know, you show up like you, there's no win unless you win. Yeah. The you're getting you're going to get punished, you know, like, oh, we, you know, we put the beat down on Zaldane, you know, uh, you know, that's really the only the, the positive. No, I'm not saying be- that happened. I'm not saying that happened. You're going to have to tune into Chris's, Chris's show when it drops on Zaldadris to see how it went down because there were some wild moments in the day. But I'm just saying, as a whole, a lot of guys ask how he did, and I, you know that had to be not in a bad way, but comparing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't, you can't help but compare. Mm-hmm. And I think, it's, I think it's totally cool that Chris does that, and the other guys do it too. You'll see uh, back here at home where you talk about the weather, we have these uh, winter leagues, which is ours is about to start. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's miserable. Like it's super cold. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, we get maybe eight boats, 10 boats will show up and Ike will show up in one of those derbs, you know, it's awesome. You gotta love that. You know, get, let's guys take a shot at them. 
you know, he gets beat, he, he wins some, you know, it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's cool that, that guys do that. Cause I think some guys won't do it because, you know, there's just too much pressure. You know, what really grinds my gears, Pete. And if there's anybody listening that is in this camp, I invite you to email me at Matt at Basson.com with a logical, reasonable email as to why you feel this way are the guys who don't want the the quote unquote pros fishing their local jackpots the team tournament series i mean i hear that all the time guys getting run out and saying oh you know sorry we we had too many people complain or not show up i in i don't know in what world you wouldn't be pumped to fish grand and Jason Christie shows up or the Chesapeake Bay and you show up or an eight boat winter jackpot and Ike Ellie shows up like who are these people because you hear it all the time Chris talked about it it's, it's happened to him a little bit I know guys for a fact that can't fish it, 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 it local like Wednesday nighters Thursday night oh sorry man they're they're bitching about you fishing this thing what I cannot for the life of me wrap my head around who would be upset about that scenario taking place uh, they are, they are, and you hear it all the time. Like, heck, they have uh, contingencies, like in some of the entries on some of these events, where uh, you know, if you've paid a five thousand mm-hmm. dollar entry fee, now I could, I could understand month. that if it's a trail, it's for up and coming. It just it keeps it on a certain kind of demographic. But what I'm talking about are the guys where the tournament director has to call and say, hey. Got a bunch of guys who are pissed that you're fishing this thing. You've kind of mm-hmm. taken our money the last couple. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm with you. I think it's – but here's the deal. Like, you get more positive than you get negative. You know, you and that always seems to be the case, you know. Most of the guys are like you're talking about. Like, man, it's so cool. I got a chance to take a swing at, you know, Zaldane this weekend. And, mm-hmm. You know, you can, bra- you can brag about it to your friends and – you know, if you got beat by them, you know, it, it's impressive. I, I think most guys are like that. But, yeah, there's guys that, you know, get upset. And they they put their money up and uh, they don't want to see the guys there. But I, I'd like to hear that argument, too. Clay says you don't sign up for men's league softball to take a swing at Randy Johnson's pitches. Some would relish the opportunity, but most would feel cheated. I think that is a fair, a fair argument. But. I don't feel like it's the same thing with fishing. I mean, there there's you're never gonna hit a Randy Johnson fastball if you're not a ball player. So, but in fishing, man, you can get the better of Kevin Van Dam. I mean, Pete, if you went out there, you'd get the better of Kevin Van Dam two or three times out of ten on the water. And that's not bragging, that's just the 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 facts, the way that fishing pans out. Yep, yep. And it's uh you're right, you got a shot. Any given day, you got a shot. And one of the cool things about it is a lot of times the guys like that, that are entering the tournaments, you know, they're not, they're not locals anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're not on that body of water. Uh, yeah. They're at a disadvantage. Kind of like what Chris was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're showing up blind. You you've had two days on that water in the last, you know, couple of months. And, you know, whereas uh, the, the local guys have a real distinct advantage to flex their muscle. Yeah. And, but to beat down on some big names, that is a valid point though. I mean, I, I get, I, you can see where the, where the angler's mind can go into that negative place where, you know, it's like, Oh my God, why, why even show up if I've got to compete against Randy Johnson? 
You know, that's fair. I mean, the guy that I'm always worried about are the guys who show up and they, regardless of what boat they are, they wait till everybody takes off. So no one sees which direction they go. They're in like a 98 Pantera <laughs> with duct tape on the seats. They've got a, like a net over the, the back butt seat and they've got two rods on the front deck. Those are the guys you got to, those are the guys you need to be worried about in the local derps. Absolutely. They, they live there and they're tough to beat. Let me tell you, the Chesapeake is, is full of them, man. They, mm -hmm. these, and that's where I fish a lot. The, uh, you know, that they know, uh, you know, when the water temperature changes, they know where to, they got a best chance of getting a six pounder. And, um, you know, it's surprising. Well, you, I don't know if you knew this, but man, the weights get huge this time of year down there, Matt. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. I believe that's kind of like <laughs> see it as Sasquatch after having fished that, uh, Chesapeake. Well, I mean, I did watch you catch 15 pounds, 30 yards from me in, in five minutes, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have seen the weights like we're talking like mid upper 20s 25 pounds won the last tournament that uh that was fished down there and you you often see that riz our own riz at bass university uh you know him uh they him and justin who that the bass you duo went out and crushed like a 24 and a half pound bag to mm -hmm. win uh, just about a month ago. So yeah, you start seeing in, uh, no October, no late October, November, you start seeing those weights start to jack up and, and it'll be that way in the spring too. I mean, it'll, it'll be upper twenties at times to win the tournaments there. Uh, which is, you know, you know how it is, man, you come to a place in September, every place in September is at its worst. And, mm -hmm. um, that's of course when we were there, but that was fun fishing next to you out there. I mean, fun for you. <laughs> uh, hey, it was a nice moment for me. I got to I gotta say, that was a nice moment. I wish I could have uh, duplicated that on the last day of the tournament. Yeah, we're talking about the Bassmaster Open a couple years ago there on the uh, Chesapeake. And I had, uh, I literally had one cast that I felt confident in had any potential to catch a fish. So I opted to make that cast eight hours straight. And Pete will verify that I did. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I did, I did not move. And, that, was, that was impressive. <laughs> and, uh, and Pete rolled up and knew a little, uh, a little sneak hole about, about probably about 30 yards away. And it was every cast when he rolled up and he boxed a limit and 15 pounds. There was a, a mega sack. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, uh, that was super cool. And you know, that, that, that was some local knowledge going on there is I didn't make a cast at that during practice. And, you know, I just, I just rolled up there on, on, on Derby day. I did that with a lot of places, you know, you just, you fish there for quite a while. And when the tide's right, you know, this is a, a one of those places you got to look and you were in a very, very good one. To be honest, if you weren't sitting there, I, I would have been over there too. Really? Uh, yeah. That's, that, well, that was, makes me feel better. Yeah. That was a good find. If you, you know, there's a, you know what that is over there where we were fishing is an old, um, it, it, they dredged out the marina. Ah, uh, and they dumped all that stuff there. So that's why there's piles of junk. There's piles of junk and there's nice dredge. I call them dredge walls. You see them, at, you know, see them when they, they dredge around floating docks, like down mm -hmm. in North Carolina and stuff. That's kind of what it's like. And you got these nice break lines that go from three feet down to 10 feet and uh and the fish use them and that's unusual you don't have very much of that kind of habitat on the bay so that little spot you found was a good one is there any other fishery in the country that 
is even remotely comparable to the Chesapeake Bay? Man, that's a that's a great question. Um, uh, no, I mean it's unique. It's got a it's got kind of a low tide swing. It's surprisingly got big fish in it, which is makes it very very unique. I mean, the Potomac is off the Chesapeake, right? So that's that's got a lot of similarities to it, but it's the same body of water. Yeah, but where else can you catch a smallmouth and an hour later be eating saltwater? Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty unique, right? Smallmouth being that close, yeah, it's 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 unique. You know what? It has a twenty-five square mile grass flat, which <laughs> yeah didn't play into our tournament, right? That was a non-factor for most people in the event but just the i mean it's got 25 square miles of water that you can walk you know through up to your waist in most times you know and giant bass living all over it it's got stripers that come up all the saltwater species come up you got blue claw crabs in the mix and uh you know just just a lot of craziness going on down there which just makes it just amazing and i'll be honest there, there's it's been going on for years these the 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 strain or the genetics of that place are weird uh with big fish like you can go down like go through the canal into the delaware river and you, you can't catch a five pounder you know and they're connected but for whatever reason the fish there just really they get big every every tournament there will be six pounders waiting every tournament mm -hmm. Nine and ten pounders have been weighed in in tournaments there, you know. For for a place this far north, that's that's a, that's a giant, you know. Mm -hmm. You have but, marinas, you have dead areas. Like remember, I remember that you have whole zones that have life, and then and then something happens where you don't. With how we had air in that one year, that one in area, you can go up a river, and there's millions of of docks and marinas. I mean, it's 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 a very very dynamic and uh, confusing and frustrating fishery if you just jump on it because you can't ever get comfortable on it because nothing looks like anything you've ever seen. And and it's huge too. I, yeah. The, it, I heard the story. I, I don't know what happened, but weren't you going to make a mega boat ride down there and ran into some giant waves or something? Yeah, what was the... Uh, there was some river that was 100 miles away and I was like the only place that I had a bunch of bites and like I got like 30, 30 miles in on the first day and was like, yeah, this ain't happening. <laughs> Eight, three. And the third one was like straight salt. Obviously, like I don't have my captain's license like the Birdman Kurt Dove. So he knew, hey, wind's blowing against the tide. You're in a washing machine here. Let's skirt it on the other side. Shoot it up. But he had I didn't even know you could run over there because there's a bunch of weird looking stuff over there. And the map doesn't even show it. And then he he made the run. But then it turns out that that river was blown out and he didn't catch him. So I saved myself about five hundred dollars in gas. Yeah, you did. You may have saved your boat, too, because he's he's right to to run the protected bank like he did. But there's a lot of lower units. Yeah. There, there's rock jetties that come way out, and uh, yeah, you can get yourself into a world of hurt. But yeah, wind against the tide on that place, you you got to respect Mother Nature. Uh, you know, it's it's like the ocean out there; it's ferocious. Yeah, uh, you mentioned you're fishing Chesapeake a lot. What else are you fishing in uh, 2024, Pete? I mean, we've seen you make a bit at the Classic. We've seen you win opens before, but you've you're equal opportunity. You seem to fish what what's in your wheelhouse every year. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited and 
I'm looking at the Toyotas. We're the Bash University crew is going to compete in the Toyotas this year. So, so me, Riz, and Justin have plans to uh, to jump in. Uh, the the I I guess our division's called the Northeast up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I love it, man. Their, their schedule is always so good. I got to give them props for that. They're you know if you live where I live, the schedule is absolutely amazing. And uh, it's Thousand Islands. It's uh, Champlain and the Potomac River. I mean, come oh, on. Good Lord. <laughs> it's like you ought to be in line to win Angler of the Year in that with Pete. I uh, mean, you got uh, you should be in the mix if you fish to your potential. Well, it's, that's, you know, we got to keep learning. And and then you got to be a lifelong learner in this sport. And and uh, and I continue to learn and study, uh, you know, forward-facing strategies and continuing to improve at it. Uh, cause I'm going to need it. Like, um, you know, started incorporating that in my fishing pretty aggressively this year. Um, you know, been spent, spent the last couple of years, you know, pre- developing my skills there, but boy, what we saw at the elites at Lake Champlain, it's like, my goodness, you know, you don't even need to make a cast for largemouth anymore. You just scope around and catch 20 pounds of smallmouth now. Mm-hmm. Uh, has that changed? Has that changed kind of the structure and the content of Bass University? Have you seen oh, yeah. a lot of people that are signing up that want to learn how, or do you still see a lot of the Bass University uh, subscribers and, and attendees want the traditional pattern, non-electronics related stuff? Because, I mean, that's your business. That's what you're in, right? You're the Bass University. So that has had to have been a difficult job to try to figure out how much you incorporate it in and how much you don't it it's part of what we do right we we want to teach uh and it's it's honestly it's opened up a lot of new and interesting topics that are uh are amazing and the, and the guys really want it we so what has kind of changed is every topic we take on now at bash you matt has some type of sonar a component to the to the instruction um one one of the ones that i'm you know the obvious ones are you know we've done you know jay shakir it's taken forward facing sonar through the seasons um we've got ben milliken this year talking about using forward facing sonar to catch the giants uh which he's so well known for so we've got those really cool obvious ones for guys that want that but we're Greg Hackney is taking us up into shallow water with it this year. Okay. Uh, and with a seminar in Shreveport and all the shallow water applications. So the, to answer your question, I mean, w- patterns are still, that's what we're finding. Patterns are still very, very key. You still, you, you have to understand fish movement strategies. You have to be able to adjust to the conditions and, you also need to be able to apply uh, forward-facing sonar in different applications. So uh, people are hungry for it. They want to learn about it. Uh, we're still, um, you know, we're still teaching the basics as well. It's got to be involved in every decision making because you can be the best, you know, scoper in the world. But if you're scoping where there's no fish that time of year, you're not going to catch them. Uh, or if you're scoping tilapia. Or if you're scoping <laughs> drum, or if you're scoping <laughs> car, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot more to it. May or may not have experienced that very recently. Uh, 
Let me. By the way, we were just on the water with Brian Schmidt, and you may not know uh, that he has been an aficionado of this technology since day one. And, um, and we, we, we went through Brian's strategy. Uh, he taught us, uh, the tools and techniques that he uses, uh, to, to trigger strikes, you know, with, with, uh, forward facing sonar. So I'm really excited about that. That's going to be being released on Bash University real soon. Not going to want to miss that one. I could picture him just going, oh, you know, you just get out there and just kind of pan it around a little bit. Just get a little look out there at what's going on. Catch a nice one every now and then. Just a couple nice ones on it. A couple nice ones. I, I will tell you this about Brian. Oh, my God, has he become a good teacher. And yeah. A true pro. Like, we've worked with him for years now. And his his, uh, his ability to, to convey a message is really – uh, he's taking some major strides, man. He's he's fun to watch, fun to listen, and you want to you want to listen to him because you know Matt, he's a killer, dude. I mean, he's he seems so lackluster and laid back, but he wins at an alarming rate compared to some of the best anglers in the world. Uh, absolutely, I'm trying to pull up his uh, MLF stats. Yeah, so uh, he has 12 MLF wins. And three Bassmaster wins. So a lot of those are at uh, Toyota Series level events, but also Opens, Elite Series, everything. But just the fact that it, it and uh, he's got some BFLs in there too. I think he's, yeah, he's got some BFLs in there too. But to have double digit wins at the AAA and professional level puts him in such an elite class. I mean, we're talking about the Denny Brower type class as far as that number of wins like Denny's and Rick's and Kevin's and all that. There's not many guys with 10 plus wins at the triple a level and above. There's not, there's man, you, you probably named them all in, in the, there's mm-hmm. any at all. And, and he's definitely one of them. He, him and Jason Christie kind of stick in my mind. As yeah. Guys. They are kind of parallel. Yeah, they rip off the winds like so fast and furious, uh, you know, in comparison to, you know, the best in the world. It's the, they're, you know, and, and like I said, Brian kind of flies under the radar because he's just kind of nice and, you know, uh, just, just a, a really cool person that, uh, you know, he, he doesn't, he's not eccentric in his mm-hmm. personality. So people, people underestimate him and that's a mistake. <laughs> That's a monster mistake. Christie's kind of the same way too. He's not exactly a chatterbox. I mean, mm-hmm. Christie likes to do the uh, what's that called? The is that called the Irish goodbye, where you just leave without saying anything to someone? You just <laughs> you show up, and then everyone's like, "Hey, where'd he go?" They're like, "I oh, left two hours ago." Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, there they are similar that way too. You know, that's yeah. interesting. But glad to have them both on the Bass University as Bass University instructors. I love the, you know, we've got Christy talking about uh, one of his most well-received seminars is his pre-spawn strategies, uh, which are awesome with that big giant spinner bait that he throws and just, you know, is persistent to a fault, uh, you know, winning all those pre-spawn tournaments. But uh, yeah, glad to have both those guys on the team. Look at this. This is like kind of the original, the precursor to it. So you know that like that covert that he has has like the red head on it and the big cop. So this is like one of the one of the old school ones. 
Look at that. Here, let me pull this back. I'll show you this. Oh my god, a fishing show actually showing a lure on it. Stop the press. <laughs> there's no controversy involved. Uh but look at that one. But there's yep. the the head on it, got the thin wire, the big Colorado blade on it. And if mm. you take a covert, I mean there's a couple. Here's another one that's like a, a Jimmy Houston one. That's I think this is the the old Jimmy one, but like that old flat rubber, kind of the mm. short arm, the big Colorado. I mean, those are I want to say 70s, 80s, these spinner baits, both of these right here. Yeah. And I've had some, uh, uh, I think Maynard sent me one of them for sure. Uh, some BTL listeners send me these, but it's cool. Uh, the old school is new. Throw big, throw big swim bait on there and you're ready to go Christy style. Yep. Yep. For, for the lift on it. I'm sure he goes through all that as to why he uses that trailer in the seminar and how he gets the lift and whether it's shallow or deep and why he likes a heavy spinner bait and all sorts of the good stuff. That's, the, that's what we do. The, the detail, when you watch a Bashu seminar, my goal in every seminar is when you walk out of there, you don't have questions. Yeah. Like, you know how somebody will give you a tip. Yeah. You go fish on that point. Uh, they'll, they'll be there in the summer, you know? And you get out there on the point and you're like, well, what depth, you know, or there's stumps. Do I fish the stumps? Do I mm -hmm. fish the rocket? You, know, you have all these questions, you know? So what, what I, what we try to do is we go to great lengths to get all those details into the seminar. So, uh, you have access to the, all that information. All right. Uh, Bass, you not a BTL sponsor. I don't get a dime out of this, but have been friends with uh, Pete, Ike, all the guys over at the Bass, you have attended uh, numerous Bass U's as a media guy and just to, to listen and watch the ones that were in uh, Tulsa. Uh, and I've been to, to some in Texas, but let's before we take our first break of the show. Let's kind of get into everything that Bass U offers because there's an in person. Let, let me see if I can get this straight, Pete. There's an in-person seminar that you can sign up for there. And then we can go into minor detail on each one. In-person seminar. If you want to go watch it in person, take notes, do it. You can do that. You can also uh, watch those seminars that are then put online after the seminars. Then you can also uh, watch the Bass University on YouTube. That's live at 11 a.m. every single Tuesday. And then you also offer short tips and tactics on all of your social media channels is that kind of a fair assessment of the different avenues of the bass university that's that's that pretty much sums it up matt you know in in class and streaming uh bass university tvs our streaming service and of course our our web show at at tuesday where we we talk to guys like you and everybody else in in the in the industry that teaches you know for us so we we try to focus hard on the teaching component during okay. our podcast 10 a.m. Central Time, 11 Eastern Time. So, the in theory, you watch BTL, 8.30 to 9.30. You go make a cup of coffee, do whatever. And then if you want to avoid work for another hour, you <laughs> jump on uh, the vast university. Uh, and you do uh, a, a lot of live guests. You go into uh, not only lifestyle stuff, but also focus on technique, tactic stuff. So, if you want to... Uh, you want to uh, kind of focus on that aspect. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't involve actually learning how to catch a fish that's going on in the industry right now so uh this is a good outlet for that i've got the schedule pulled up here uh coming up january 13th uh and 14th anderson south carolina john cruz david dudley jay shakur nick hatfield and brandon coulter uh then 
this is a this is a this is a mega show here. This is uh January 20th and 21st in Texas. Stephen Browning, Nick LeBrun. I would put Nick LeBrun in almost in that same not quite yet there, but he has the possibility in that same category as a uh Christie or Schmidt just as far as a guy who's real quiet, kind of laid back, absolutely loves to win. Uh, the next one is Shreveport, Louisiana, January 27th and 28th. Ike. Oh, this one's this one's a banger. Ike, Hackney, Rivette, Mosley, Hudnall, and Sefuentes. Uh, anyway, you can go down and look at all the different show, uh, deal on that on thebassuniversity.com. What is it? Oh, there it is right there. Uh, is that still applicable, even though it's no longer Cyber Monday? 99 bucks? Yeah, Cyber Week. That's for the stream. If you can't make it to the class, um, all these classes will be streamed on BashUniversity.tv, so you can uh, go check that deal out, and that's our Cyber Monday deal. Um, right now, we've got a, we've got a stocking stuffer uh, special going on on Bash University, which is really cool because a lot of people buy tickets as gifts, for mm -hmm. other people or themselves, but we've got a, a really cool uh, stocking stuff or program going on. You buy a ticket, we give you a whole bunch of baits and stuff that you can put under the tree uh, for somebody that you might want to buy this gift for. What's it cost to go to one of these things? It's uh, the weekend ticket, two day tickets, $250. It's uh, oh, there you go. That's easy. That's yep. 125 a day, 100, 125 a day. You can go Saturday or Sunday. And uh, I know you go to Texas a lot, Matt. I want to yep. invite you down to our uh, Texas event this year if you can make okay. it. I think I, I think I should be around. I would like to. I'd like to do that. Well, check this out. We're uh, we're gonna have a Bash University meetup. We had one last year after the event where we're going to Lake Athens, which is right there. We're we're at the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center uh, in okay. Athens, and. Um, yeah, so we go fish Lake Athens, try to catch a share lunker, and uh, we, we hang out with all the Bass University subscribers. Uh, we jump in their boats. We we just uh, it, we call it the Bass University Meetup. So that's going to happen Monday and Tuesday after the event. So it, it's a lot of fun, except for last year it sucked. <laughs> the fishing. No, well, fishing was okay if you could fish. We were in that ice storm, if you oh, remember. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, we, we got pounded. I mean, <laughs> the, the fishing would have been awesome if we could have got our boats in the water, but nobody, none of the boats could make it to the, even to the launch ramp. The, the roads were all closed. There were sheets of ice all over the place. And we got to fish for about four hours and we all caught fish. And uh, then we had to, we had to shut the, the event down and, and it got even worse. Livesey was filming uh, with Jake in the area and they, they got, they got shut down with wet with the same weather and they couldn't get home. So they come, they came and hung out with us at the Bash university house. We lost electric transformer fires across the street. <laughs> we had to steal firewood from the neighboring houses to stay alive. <laughs> and Man, that sounds like a nightmare. It, it was except for, you know, Lee of course comes equipped with cases of beer. So we, you know, we, we burned firewood and, told lies and stories around the fireplace with Lee and the whole Bashy crew actually was, uh, was pretty awesome. You know, 
All right, we're going to take our first break of the show when we come back more with the Dean Pete Glusek of the Bass University. It is BTL on a Monday, December 4th. It is officially December. This is the first year. Uh, this is the first year since I moved out of the parrot's house at 18, Pete, that I've had a Christmas tree of my own. Oh, first year. Is that not crazy? <laughs> I did not realize that it, just a simple Christmas tree could bring me so much joy. Wow. Good for you. Plug that sucker in, walk out to the living room, and I'm like, holy cow, I actually have some decorations. That's decorations, man. You Do you have decorations with a new tree, man? I can. We have decorations that are 50 years old. So my parents' tree, like I had my own woodworking business and stuff. So like their tree is all decorated with scroll saw cut ornaments that i've made since i was eight years old and they have oh. all that now mine is a little bit more i don't want to say commercialized but i was like kind of matched the star with the thing on the bottom <laughs> it was a it kind of looks like hobby lobby threw up in my living room but <laughs> i did it got it all at a great discount makes me happy multiple lights in different areas very thrilled with the with the outcome oh good for you man well congratulations on your first tree thank you all right BTL on a Monday. We'll be back right after this. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised, and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96-inch wide-body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry-leading design coupled with tournament-winning performance. The Puma STS from BassCat. Feel the rush. Guys, if you're a construction worker, soccer dad, soccer mom, you want to be outdoors, oh, you've seen the Reaper. This right here is the Zip Up Full Reaper, but it's windproof, folks, windproof. And it actually has the mass built in. It's behind me. I mean, if you can look good, feel good, and stay warm, you better check it out. It's the Zip Up Reaper. That's right, windproof. Elite Series Pro, Daryl Gleason here. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about ProGuide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polinick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different and really, the truth is, it's in the details. The little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic, that gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.exonlures.com and check them out for yourself. The great thing about the new Sensation Soft Plastics from Big Bite Baits, heavily scented, Super soft, buoyant, comes in seven great new shapes. I've got a couple of them of my signature series, the Cliffhanger Worm and the Ramtail Craw. Great for a flipping jig, 
football jig, swim jig, all that. Several other great shapes. Really excited about it. We've worked over the last year. Catches fish all over the country. And I think it's gonna catch fish for people everywhere you try it. The Spro Little John crankbait has been around for almost 15 years and it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat so you can never have enough new colors. That's why Spro is coming out with a handful of new colors including Pearl Shad which has this bleached out white look but it's got this pearlescent really really pretty. We've got Copper Shad which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back really really pops in the water. And then if you want some real pop, we've got Sparkle Shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then last but not least, we've got the Matte Sexy Shad, just a really different looking color for a crankbait. So you wanna give them a little different look, that Matte Sexy Shad is definitely the one to go with. All these colors are available in the original Little John and the MD. Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting beatdownoutdoors.com. All right, welcome back, BTL on a Monday. Pete Klusik. Pete, I don't think I know the story of uh, of how you got involved with the Bass University because now it seems like there's stuff popping up all over uh, when it comes to media and industry stuff, and it's easier than ever to to start a show, start a podcast, put information out there. But uh, the BU's been doing it. I mean, you guys are over. Are you guys 10 years old already? Are you still? We're getting on 15, Matt. 15. That, I mean, that was innovative and kind of new back in the day when that started. How did that, uh, how did that come about? Well, the, uh, you know, we seem to be going through a similar time right now. Uh, and, and from economics, you, you, you know, I was out on tour, uh, from, I guess, 97, through um through i for about 15 years or so i did at bass masters and yep. uh and then i switched over and i was competing on the flw tour for uh for a long time and it got to be uh you know i was really having a good time of things uh but you know you sponsorship is a challenge uh it's a necessary part of the fishing game and we had the 2008 crash, the Great Recession, they called it. Do you remember that? Were you were you around then, Matt? Yeah, that was my first full year of working for Mark Jeffries and BTL, and I remember him saying, "Hey, man, you know, I'm I'm keeping you on, but and I just, quite frankly, I thought it was BS. I was like, well, I'd already known by then that it that he was kind of tight when it came to his uh uh." <laughs> How do I say this? Financial decisions. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's BS. But I mean, I was I I did that whole 08 year, I think on uh, $36,000 straight out of college. And quite frankly, uh, 
my parents helped me out to survive and we're like, Hey, you got a job. You're, you're doing what you, uh, what you love to, to do. You're doing a full time in the industry or you're writing, you're working for Mark. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't, wasn't for the fact that I loved it. Yeah. I would have definitely felt it, but I was just so jacked in 08 that I, Oh my God, I'm getting paid to be in the fishing industry. Uh, awesome. that I, I probably felt it and didn't even realize I was feeling it. Well, I felt it. And I know guys are feeling it now because we're, we seem to be going through a very similar time, but this was a monumental day for me in 08. Um, when I really was fishing as good as I've been fishing mm -hmm. in a long time, I just came off a couple Toyota series wins the previous two years. And, um, you know, just checking at a, at a good rate for me. And, and, uh, in, in, in the fall in October of that year, uh, in, in about a two week period, I lost 90% of my sponsorship income. Oh um, my gosh. You know, at the top of my game, yeah, you wanted a Yoda in 07 and 06 and did uh, $70,000 in each of those years just in earnings. Yeah, it was it was a good time. And, you know, fishing was was good for me. But the the economics of the situation were what they were. I mean, every the, the companies were were hurting. They had to make cuts. They and that's just the cuts that they had to make in the, in the sponsorship realm. I'm sure internally and in personnel, they had to make cutbacks and reorganize and adjust things and it was it was a tough time to for all but me you know getting hit in the face with that was really uh was really shocking and uh so at that time you know me and ike are you know we're buddies since uh for a long time we traveled together on tour for about 10 years and um you know we're from the same area but we we have been talking about starting this program for you know a long time and and when that shock came in 08, uh, that was it. That was like, that was the moment we said, you know what, we, we need to, we need to do something of our own. We need to do something out that, you know, we can, um, that we love, you know, and we can impact, you know, make an impact and, and do something outside the scope of, of sponsorships, you know, that would be, um, that would be helpful to us. And we both really love to teach. We have both been doing seminars all over the country, our whole career. And it's just, it's passion of mine. I know it's a passion of Mike's. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to roll up our sleeves. Uh, and this is the, this is the great part. We rolled up our sleeves and we took this on him and I, uh, Becky, uh, was integral, a part of helping us get it off the ground. Uh, G Kim was our marketing uh, person. She she was wonderful, uh, and and several others. Bill Dakota comes to mind. Mike Naughton, all people that that helped us, and and we grinded. And and uh, I'm like, this is going to be great because this is going to replace the sponsors that I have lost, and is going to help me continue to fund my fishing. And in the first year, we lost twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we went backwards, we, uh, but, but it was, it was very successful in that they were well attended. Mm -hmm. uh, people love it. You know, uh, there's, there's, you know, people love getting in the classroom to learn. Uh, it's what we've been doing most of our lives, but you're, uh, you guys are taking notes. They're taking more notes than they've ever taken through high school and college ever. You know, when they walk out of one of our classes and you're sitting right next to a guy that loves the sport just as much as you do.
guys are making lifelong friends in our classroom. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's just so much fun. The, the students interact with the speakers. You get in their face and you can ask questions and, and dive into sonar or baits or whatever you want to talk about. And, uh, you know, but it's been great. So although it wasn't a tremendous financial return, you know, the first uh, year out, you know, we felt like it was a big success. And and that was I guess that was oh, oh, nine was when we rolled out our first Bash University program. And uh, here it is coming up on 2014. I guess this will be our is this our 14th or 15th season? It's one of those. Wow. Congratulations. Do the, yeah. Do the math on it. Uh, it's and it's still people still you know they love it because here's mm -hmm. the thing you've got to be a lifelong learner if you're going to be in this sport I, whatever you do Matt whatever you do in life man it's you got to be a lifelong learner you got to love it and our sport is awesome because it's always changing uh, you know we've taken on all the new technology and incorporated that into our classes now. Uh, we still teach people how to catch fish. We have people in our classroom that'll never fish a tournament. They don't, they're not tournament guys. They just, they just want to get better. They want to yeah. go fish with confidence, you know? Uh, and that's the, that's what we try to, to deliver to these guys. And, uh, and it's just a lot of fun. It's uh it's a weekend of, of fishing. It takes place in the winter when conditions are usually tough. And, um, but yeah, that's that. It kind of Bash University was born out of the Great Recession of two thousand and eight. That's interesting. I did not yep. realize that. Yep, and it's you know it's what's going on now is so similar. And you know, guys, listen to the podcast. You probably know, but how how many calls have you fielded from guys that have lost sponsors right now because <sighs> of the you know the economics of the fishing industry right now? Or there's um, you know, it's just there's cutbacks. Sales aren't strong as strong as we'd like to see, and uh, I see sponsorships uh, getting cut in half in places, and and people losing sponsorships. So it's kind of it, it's kind of parallels what we saw in 2008. I think we're going to have a great 2024 in the mm -hmm. but uh, but right now it's uh, there's some hardships going on out there. It's interesting back at the time and I never didn't realize it, you know, with what Mark was doing with Bassone and then BTL. And I'm sure you didn't realize it, what you were doing with the Bass University at the time, but it, it is all about the brand. And that seems to be a real popular phrase in mm -hmm. 2023. If you listen to anything that's going on in the industry, Hey, you have to have a, a brand that has a lot of things that encompasses all, all together. So it's not just your on the water performance. And you mentioned that in 2008, Heck, you were, had never competed at a, a higher level going into that year, back to back wins. You had four years with top tens. You're on tour. I mean, if you just take your on the water, but you know, the Bass University is a brand and that's what allowing you to fish the yodas or a division of the opens uh and it's just interesting like that's one of the og brands is the bass university and then you kind of become a part of that so what seems to be kind of new uh a lot of these top guys a lot it's all part of the brand pete yeah it's and and we've built it and we're proud of that and yeah one of the cool things about that and about the brand that we work so hard to build is we we try to you know we try to be at the premium side of developing, you know, the, the content from speakers that are the best in the world. We, we use very, very credible speakers. We, we want to use guys that 
um, have been successful and won tournaments, have separated themselves on, on various techniques from some of the best anglers in the world. And uh, that's something that's really important to us that we use those guys um, that are, that are the reputable speakers, but it's, it's one of the thrills about that comes from building the brand is looking around and seeing all the bash university hats that you see at the tournaments around the country. Yeah. That you go to. Uh, you know, it, people are, people like wearing that brand and, and there's no better feeling than that when you've worked so hard to build it. Um. I hate to say this, but I, I don't know about this reputable speaker thing. You have, I have, I have been <laughs> utilized as a, as a BU seminar we did at the Bassmaster Classic there on the Dink and Dunk. So that might, that might drop the brand a little bit, Pete. But in my yeah. defense, it was on the Dink and Dunk and catching limits. And then last year, I caught a limit all 16 days of the opens that I fished. I did not leave mm -hmm. a single fish on the table and I averaged 12.007 pounds a day. So that <laughs> seminar was about putting five. Yeah. Solid fish in the box, and I averaged five, two and a half pounders last year in the open. So I mean, maybe there's some validity to it. We had to have pan rack on, on the line. We had to, uh, and we, that was an awesome seminar. And uh, and you know, you're so good with that with that strategy and that technique. And uh, uh, we're, we're glad to have it. We're excited this. I'm excited this year about a number of things. Um, Gerald Swindle is with us this year. Uh, oh wow. At, We've worked with Gerald a lot. He's one of our most prolific speakers, one of one of the fan favorites, no doubt. Uh, and we're really excited to have him back in our class this year in Alabama, uh, which is which is really cool. Greg Hackney is is with us, who is one of my all time favorite thinkers in fishing. Um, he he is a, what I call a natural. He's a he's a purebred outdoorsman and. He just thinks about the way fish relate. And well, here, let me give you an idea. One of my favorite uh, seminars from Greg is flipping for smallmouth, right? Which, right, unique topic. Yep. But Greg has figured out how to power fish for smallmouth. And uh, this is the way he thinks, which nobody in their right mind would think like this. But when he, when he describes getting the bite, and when the fish bites, you don't set the hook. You try to pull the bait away from them. And then, and only then, do you set the hook. Because when you try to extract the bait from the fish's mouth, he gets super aggressive and he commits completely to the bait. And then you set the hook. That's Yeah, that goes against everything we've ever been taught in 30 years of bass fishing. It's brilliance. It's like, it's like a guy understanding the behavior patterns of a wild animal better than anybody mm -hmm. else could. And then having the, 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 I don't know, what do you call it? The nerves to be able yeah, to, to do it through, through that, you know, reactional reactionary hook set to be able to not set the hook when that's going on, risking the fish blowing the bait out, you know, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that, that's Greg Acme. It's pretty And then amazing. he's also, you look at his success that he has had flipping smallmouth on both Oneida and Cayuga, and you're like, all right, there's obviously something here to it. Mm -hmm. Something to it. But he's one of my favorites, a uh, great thinker, just an amazing guy to listen to, and a, a tremendous guy uh, personally just to talk to. You, you, you'll, you always remember 
your conversations with Greg. One, uh, one Ben Milliken, the new wave of anglers is going to be with us in Texas. And, you know, Ben has become famous for chasing big bass and, and doing it with forward facing sonar and so many others like before him that, you know, we kind of, I guess, come from the YouTube crowd trying to make it on the tournament scene. Um, Ben has done it, man. He is, he is like, you know, blazing a trail and he, had a tremendous year winning an open this year, uh, dropping out of EQ points for a couple tournaments and then having to, having to make up at the end, like mm-hmm. the clutch performances in the last two events of the year were just phenomenal for him and, uh, and getting himself back into the elites. He's going to be fishing the elites this year, super big fan base. People love him and, uh, really excited to have him with us. And he, and, what what better topic than to have him teach us uh, how to use forward facing sonar to catch the biggest fish in the lake? Um, really, really cool stuff. Interesting guys. Interesting uh, people in the club. So many blue trophies and and big tournament winners. Alton Jones Jr. is going to be with us for the first time. Uh, he just won in Texas last year. He's from Texas. That's right. First time. Uh, he's been with us, and we're excited to to have him. Uh, so many young guns like Suentes and uh, you know Shakur, one of my favorites. He's <laughs> he's such a good angler, and uh, and he's really a good teacher, and can convey that message really well. So, uh, what great lineup this year! Super proud of him. Uh, I had the opportunity at a Strike King deal to go out with Shakur uh, for a half a day on a. Uh, one of these little Michigan bodies of water and he'd never been on it. And we went and we dumped in and we, we didn't really have anything to do. So we we're just fishing right for half a day. This will just give you the, this is like a good uh, story that kind of puts could that kind of put into perspective of me when you got a guy who's next level. He's what? 17 years old. He's, yeah, he's like 23, 24. Yeah. And, uh, they might be 22. Anyway, there's a guy that had told him where to go on this lake. It happened to be Mark Zona. Zona was like, Hey, when you dump in, go over to this portion of the lake, start doing this. You'll catch smallmouth." So Jay dumps in and he looks around and you know, he's pretty quiet. He goes to the opposite end of the lake and starts doing something completely different. And I know what Zona had told him to do. And I'm like, and we catch him. And in his head, he's like, no, I just, it seemed I wanted to do something completely different. Like if I had dumped my boat in there, I mean, I'm a, I'm a opens, you know, top, top third opens angler statistically, if you just look at this, but I'm going to go exactly where he told me and I'm going to do exactly what he told me to do, because that's what I'm going to have, whether it's true confidence or not. This guy has such supreme confidence in himself that he's going, Hey, Zona told me to do this at this end. Like, yeah, that's an option, but I'm going to go do my own thing first. I'm going to go try something completely different, a different part of the lake, doing a different bait first. And it just like clicked in my head where I was like, that's why this guy weighed in a hundred pounds. That's why this guy is good when he's young because he does his own thing. He has confidence in it and he's not afraid to take risks. That's it. It, 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 you really do have to think that way. And he's one of them and he's awesome. Look at these new EQ guys coming up, man. I know you've probably talked to all of them. 
but uh, they are they are along the same lines. And some things I noticed about the those guys uh, who I'm real excited to see them out on tours. The you know we we watch a lot of the forward facing sonar techniques that are all finesse oriented. You know with uh, you know all the shaky you know fluke style baits and drop shots and mm-hmm. and it's it's really crazy to see like Tyler Williams using a three quarter ounce jig the majority of the time yeah. uh, coming at it, coming at it with the big guns, you know, and using that same technology, but saying, wait a minute, there's, there's, there's more to this, you know, than begging these fish with a finesse tool. Uh, it's in- very, very interesting to see this young crop of anglers. What else you got, Pete? Man, that's uh that's just I'm excited about this year, excited to fish the Toyotas, you know. Um I'm there's so much going on in the industry right now, it's crazy. I mean ask you this, Matt. Is this gonna be the strongest elite field that we've seen in in the last several years since the split? Yeah, I mean, I think it just keeps getting stronger and stronger because the young guys are are getting more experience. And obviously, we've seen every single year a number of of top-level talented anglers leave the Bass Pro Tour and move over. So you're adding experience uh, and you're adding the star power. Um, Mm -hmm. Got Jay Lee coming back. We got to do with the classic spots that we're giving up. Um, we've got that young, you know, EQ group that is as strong as we've seen. And it'll be very interesting. Here's what we haven't talked about on that EQ group, Pete, that I haven't heard a lot talked about. There's a lot of overlap between the opens of 2023 and the elite series of 2024. Now, zero info. Once the elite series, 2024 schedule is released while West of info for the 2023 opens. I take advantage of it. 90% of the guys take advantage of it. It's out there. You can go there and do it yourself. You could do whatever the heck you want. But from that standpoint, I think it's going to greatly benefit a lot of those new EQ guys because they have studied, been on and had success on at least half of the bodies of water that the elite series is going to. Plus I am now almost of the opinion that if you average 23 years old, which is what the top five in the EQs average and 26 and a half, which is the overall average age with Ben Milliken at 32 uh, and John Garrett at 28, far and away being the two oldest anglers, there is crazy. a, it, there is bliss in ignorance as far as everyday life stresses. Now I'm not a good guy to talk about that. I'm, 39 years old, not married, don't have any kids, have been in the fishing industry my whole life, but I am starting to see, you know that very well, Pete, too. But when you're 23 and you are 100% all in and you're going to half of the fisheries that you've had success on before and you're on the water 300 days a year and that is your sole purpose, I think those guys are set up. A number of those guys are set up. to have very strong years. And there's a, several very business savvy anglers in there. I've gotten to talk to Kyle Patrick off the record a lot uh, on the phone recently. Very impressed with what he's been able to put together. Uh, I know JT Tompkins has been on the phone calling a lot of veteran anglers trying to figure out how to get his ducks in a row. Obviously, you have Ben Milliken. John Garrett was groomed to be an elite series. He's already an elite series pro. He just hadn't fished it. 
before and then uh, a number of those other young guys so that's a long-winded answer but <laughs> I, I agree i think it, you're some of these kids are amazing like jt tompkins you brought him up that and i don't know the i interviewed him and and he put 700 hours on his outboard this year yeah uh, which i that's just mind-blowing you know how many i put uh 150 <laughs> and that's a lot. That's a lot. That's 150 hours that your engine yep. is running. Yep. That's amazing. Seven, how many? 700 hours. What's the most you've ever put on? I mean, did you probably it would have to be a year when they didn't measure it or when you couldn't just hit a button and see how many hours? Yeah. Yeah. That would be it. Because when I was doing what these guys were doing, I was trying as hard as I could to get as much time on the water. But there's, I've never come close to what he's doing. He's on the water every single day, except for the days that require him to not be, which makes Because he's be, angry at him and he's 23 years old. Oh my gosh. I mean, you, 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 that's tough to compete with. The guy that won't quit is impossible. I mean, he's hard to beat. So that, that's going to be what, what is going to be interesting. Uh, to me is going to be how that translates into uh, the off limits, the short practice uh, of the. Uh Oh, Pete's back. We don't have any audio though. He's going to have to jump out and uh, jump back in, which is fine. Cause we got one more, one more break to take. Uh, we have one more break to take. So we'll take our final break and then we'll come back. Uh, yeah, Pete, just log out and log back in, but we'll run the final commercials uh, and be back. BTL on a Monday, Pete Glusick talking. Uh, well, now we're talking about EQs. We'll be back after this. I'm the kind of guy that never leaves a house without a pocket knife. And Gamagatsu's come out with the EDC series of knives. EDC stands for everyday carry. So whether you're on the water or off, you can always have it with you. The best thing about it to me is that assisted open feature. With this D2 blade, you've got it right here at your fingertips. So if you can't find your scissors, you need to cut a knot, you need to cut your braid, you've always got it. Make sure you check it out. Never leave home without your Gamagatsu EDC knife. Born in Japan, using technology, innovation, and precision, Sunline produces the widest selection of fishing lines at the most technologically advanced line factory in the world. Manufactured at the strictest tolerances to produce victories at the highest levels of tournament bass fishing, from household names like Christie, Swindle, and Cruz, to young guns like Cook, Logan, New, and Welcher, they all trust Sunline to take them to the top of the leaderboard. Choose the line that will give you the strength to guarantee your confidence. Sunline. Shoreline Boat and RV, dock rash, storm damage, collision repair, that deep scratch or gouge from trying to access that secret creek. Shoreline Boat and RV can get your prized possession back in mint condition and looking good on the water, fast. All repairs are done in-house, so they're able to get your boat or RV back to brand new, quickly. All Shoreline's work comes with a rock-solid warranty. Find out more at ShorelineBoatAndRV.com, Kansas City, Austin, and Tulsa. All right, we're back. Pete's back. All right, go ahead and finish the thought there, Pete. Sorry about that. We just ran the final final segment commercial. So, but yeah, no. Back to the the EQ nine hours, uh, seven hundred hours on on uh, Tompkins motor. Here's who was it? He said, "Oh, Don Allen said he has seven hundred hours." Uh, oh, Jim, he said he's got eight fifty on his Merc and it's twenty years old. <laughs> 
<laughs> it says that says a lot. And, uh, you know, that that's what that's what the guys are up against. And, and you know, you said a lot like a lot of the elite guys are veterans, right? They're mm-hmm. uh, they're they're they've got families. They've got other commitments. And, you know, they're not able and these are the young guys. This is these are the Polinics and Carl Jacobsons and Justin Lucases and all these guys that you know were the young guys. I mean, now they all have young families. That's and right. I talk to them. I mean, they're like, hey, the, you know, Justin Lucas. I talked to him. He's like, man, I, I, I want to have spend time at home with my kids. Like, I love taking them out fishing and doing stuff and pond fishing and being around the house and that type of stuff. Like, that's what's important. You know, not not that the fishing isn't still, but like they make time to do that. Yep. Well, you we're we're getting introduced to a, a young group of will not quit anglers, and uh, that will be interesting. And I think that's going that's going to continue, uh, you know, down the road. We'll see how it see how it plays out because you know there's guys that are naturally gifted. Like, how do you replace the mind of Greg Hackney? I don't, I think you'll always see him be at the top mm-hmm. so long as he wants to compete, um, and. You know, there's that that experience that comes into play so well that that is you know going to be tough to overcome. But I, I will say this: these guys got their teeth into this sport. They're grabbed. They got their spot, and uh, I promise you, they're they're going to be fishing every single day that they can. Now, we talked about this earlier. You know, the the sponsorship climate is is kind of challenging right now with you know, with the uncertainty of the economics of the country and all this, the way companies are, are having to make some adjustments right now, that's got to be hurting guys. Cause you know, you're coming at a, you know, a 5,000 plus dollars per entry fee plus expenses plus practice time. You know, there's, yeah. you're, you're going to need some support to keep at it for long, for any length of time. It is. It'll be interesting to see how many of these guys outside of fishing, uh, try to develop because you know obviously Milliken has one of the biggest social media followings in the entire. But uh, I know John Garrett does and the others do. But there, it'll be interesting to see how they develop their own unique styles and you know what they bring to the table outside of the fact that they're twenty three, have their whole lives in front of them, and can catch the hell out of fish. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Ben's got a leg up. Uh, he did it. He did it in a way that's really interesting. You know, he went out and got that massive following and has a brand that just, you know, people just love, love to watch him. And uh, rightfully so. He's a lot of fun to, to be around and watch. And, uh, you know, so he's, he's going to be okay going out here. You know, I hear he's turning deals down so he can wear what he wants to wear and, and do what he wants to do on tour. He's one, he's a rare person that has that option, you know? Yeah, I'll be interested. We'll have this convo. Uh, I'll be very interested to see how his style with the video translates to the Elite Series. Like, is he going to find rivalries on the Elite Series? Like, with that same style? Like, is there going to be a picture of Matt Heron on his on his YouTube page with Heron cut me off to get, you know, 500,000? Like, I, I'm very intrigued. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing, but, I mean, he does have the the style of, I mean, we just saw what he did on bass after dark with Randy block. And I mean, he's not afraid to back down at all. Yeah. And he's going up against a bunch of guys who they ain't afraid to back down either. And he's the new kid on the block. So I'm intrigued beyond all get out to see how those dynamics play out on the water. And then 
if those dynamics shift off the water or if it's left in the locker room on the water? Well, it'll be interesting to see, right? We It's not the first time we've dealt with that, right? Nope. Um, your buddy, you you roomed with them for 10 years, Pete. Yeah, yep. He's, he's it turned not out okay of- for Ike. Turned out yeah. okay for Ike. I mean, he's 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 made a living at this barely, but he's scratched by. <laughs> yeah, he's scratched by. He wasn't part of the community. Now he is part of the community, and I don't know where that is now. But uh, but yeah, that that kind of uh, you know, battling on the water is uh, you know, it's it's been ongoing. It's going to continue to be continue to be that way. I, I, I we'll see how that plays. You know, is that gonna is that going to hurt you in the in the sponsor world? Certainly helped a lot of guys. You yeah, know, it helped Ike. Yeah, for bringing attention to it. Uh, you know, I, I it's going to be uh, going to be hard to tell. I guess we'll have to watch and see how that plays out. But it's uh, you know he's going to be honest. He's going to be in your face with it. The 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 big advantage is oh my gosh I I can't imagine how awesome it would be. And I haven't done this for a while, but compete in a turn in a major tournament that has less than a hundred people in it. You know, what I don't even I don't know what that means even. Right? I mean, you know what it's like in these de- derbs. You know, you like all right. Your first five spots have a fleet of boats on them. A fleet. And, uh, yeah. Hey, you, when you were rooming with Ike, was he getting into was he getting into scuffles every day? Would he come back to the room and be like, oh, "I got into it with this, or I did that," or because there's some people that say it's for show. I mean, was he was he feisty off the record? He always downplayed that, like personally, you know. As I remember, like uh, you know, he he would say he would say something off the cuff, like. You know, oh yeah, I, you know, I got into it with Kevin today uh, for a minute, and then that's it. Just walk away like it was, you know, another day at the office. You know, and then and then you watch it blow up. <laughs> <laughs> the details come out about it, you know. But uh, you know, I think for him in his mind, it was you know, it, it was no big deal. It was like we're out there battling uh, for position. Things happen yeah. the way they happen. Move on, you know. Yeah. But. But no, that that's all I ever got. Like he never stewed on it. He never came home and you know. He left it in the locker room. He left it. He left it on the field. Yeah, left know? it on the field. Yep, that's it. It's uh, you know, sh- shake hands, wear fish. Uh, let's let's go find some dinner. You know. That was all right, Pete. Typical for Ike, you know. Uh, Bass University Cyber Monday Cyber Week deal going on ninety nine dollars. Also, uh, for those who aren't able to go to uh, the Bass University, I do want to show this like a the screen here. This is you know if you pay for the subscription, you get access to all of these videos, and they're all you know twenty five minutes, thirty minutes, forty eight minutes, forty two minutes. Here's the thing on new bass fishing, autumn swim bait. How many archived Bass University on the water and seminar shows do you know are in the vault uh we've got 1200 seminars yeah there you go including mine mine's in there is mine in there yours definitely mine is one of the mine is one of the 1200 in there so if you want to dink a dunk there you go (laughs) yep we've got we've got the greatest of all time teaching about what they're really really uh talented at so uh it's all there at your fingertips if you can't make it to the classroom uh, definitely get subscribed. It's a great deal going on right now. But we hope we see you in class 
Uh, there's still tickets available. Uh, Texas is, is uh, probably going to be the first one to sell out, but the, all the rest are right behind. So uh, get yourself a ticket over at thebassuniversity.com. Yep. The Bass University, and then uh, and then just uh, click on the uh, link that shows the the tickets and great gift, and also fifteen years. Congratulations on that, Pete. Uh, you got a good brand rolling. Another fifteen? You see another fifteen in it? Heck yeah, man! My son's fishing every chance he gets now. So uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep after it. Right now, I'm really interested in um, you know learning the the youth programs and uh and really catering some stuff towards the kids and working with him and his group so uh yeah i'm 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 in it i'm in it for another 15 my friend i love it uh obviously all the bass you on the social medias if they want to follow just you though pete glusek in in your quest to go three for three to pull the hanselman in the toyota series this year <laughs> what you got your own stuff too, or you just run everything through Bash? You, you, yeah, I run everything through Bash U channels, uh, pretty much. I do post, uh, you know, I have Facebook, Instagram stuff, but uh, but pretty much you, you're gonna see that Bash University quest for the Hanselman three. Uh, you're gonna see that on our, uh, you know, at Bash University, uh, across all channels. Do you think that'll ever happen again where you win all three divisions and the championship in the same year? I can't believe it happened. I mean, I, no, it's never going to happen again. Like, do you put that above like back-to-back -back classics? Or, oh, or uh, I, there's multiple anglers who have won back-to-back -back classics. Yeah, I think what Clun, Kevin, Hank Cherry. Yeah, Jordan um, Lee. I'm, there's I'm, four right there. Yeah, that's that's that that's true. Just that set being said, like to win that many tournaments in a row in a division and win the championship, it's it, insane. It's impossible. Didn't somebody else win three opens in a row? Uh, I think I don't know. There might have been. I could I could remember like two, but but then the championship also, and just the way that it was done. I, that that is a. That is something that I don't think will ever, ever, ever be done again. Ever. Not even close. And never, never, never be done again. It was an impressive, impressive feat by uh, yep. by Ray, for sure. But I'm going to try to duplicate it. Yeah, I'm no, that would be awesome. And then we could run this. We can hit play this clip. Did I hear a dog? Or a cat? Did I hear? Yeah. No. No, oh, I thought no. I heard a, I thought I heard a dog, uh, like, with the collar, like, shaking it. I was like, oh, I love to see... You know, if you hear a dog on BTL, you have to put the dog on the show. So I thought I was going to leave it at that. But are you pet free? You're pet free at the Glusick house? No, no, man. You kidding me? I got two dogs, a cat, and two chinchillas. You're we, a chinchilla we, guy. We have chinchillas, man. We got uh, we've had them for uh, a, a a little while now. They're they're nocturnal little guys, but they're cool. Very. Are they cool. good pets? Yeah, I mean, uh, they're they're pretty much cage kept. We take them out and play with them. We roll them around the, you know, they're they're just very unique little animals, man. It's they don't run away. They don't. They're they're like little. I don't know what would you call them. Big hamsters. Huh. I've always been a fan of chinchillas. Yeah, they're 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 pretty neat. They're they're going to be. They're Jake's. They're supposed to live for about twenty years. So he's going to be taking them off to college with them lifelong friend all right pete i greatly appreciate it thank you for the time 
this morning. And uh, don't forget, everybody, Tuesdays, tomorrow. Who do you add on tomorrow? Uh, I, actually, we're working on a guest for tomorrow. We'll let you I've know. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, we, we like, we always like, like you guys, like everybody, we want the guys that are uh, the most current and what's going on, uh, you know, right now. So we've, uh, we've, uh, we'll keep you posted, check it out over on our social pages. We'll let you know soon. All right. See you, Pete. Hey, thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. Enjoyed it. All right. Later. All right. That is the Dean Pete Lusick. Uh, let me give a little, little take on what we got going on this week before we wrap things up today. Uh, some big news came down last week with uh, One Bass Western Outdoor News, Billy Egan, uh, with a uh, partnership with BASS, the Bass Angler Sportsman Society and Bassmaster, uh, to get some of the West Coast guys into the Bass Nation National Championship. We'll have, uh, I'm actually recording a show later today that will air next week uh, with Billy Egan and Todd Klein. Uh, to talk about uh, Bass actually making a little bit of a push uh, out west. Then, this afternoon, Daryl Gleason rolls into town getting his electronics put on with uh, Scott Palmer and the guys over at the Bass Tank. Uh, Gleason is actually going to uh, crash here tonight. And then we'll be live in studio tomorrow uh, to talk about his plans uh, for the 2024 season. Then we are going to hit the water crappie fishing and then wednesday another in-studio guest this is a selfish show i've wanted to do this forever zeke anderson uh he used to work with with the uh bass tank but now he works like full-time for a crappie one of the major crappie tournament trails he will be in studio he will be talking about the similarities in the crappie world and the bass world how you can utilize crappie fishing in the winter to become a better bass angler for the other 11, 10 months out of the year. And then Zeke and I are headed to the water. So that's what we have going on. And then all next week, I will be at uh, Pro Bass Adventures down on Lake El Salto in Mexico. Hopefully getting my hands on a double digit bass. So that's all we got for today. Big shout out to Pete Glusick. Check everything I have over at the Bass University, uh, the bassuniversity.com, bassu.tv also works. Uh, been around for 15 years, which I just learned that today. That's all we got for today. Tomorrow, Daryl Gleason in studio. See ya. <laughs>